show, yeah. those ties have become more important and stronger than ever as yeah. the media landscape changes. So we'll say... There it is, 1 o'clock. Thanks for everyone for, for this week here on this program. I'll be back next week, and, and we'll talk more. Uh, thank you for listening and your support at 204-774-6877. But I'm here with Michael, yes. who produces, um, so it's a locally, so, you, I mean, here we are. Yep. So I'll just tee it off by saying, you know, that this is, with Mike, you couldn't have a, a, a better example mm. of someone who is here because of the dedication, mm. because of the passion for it, because of a sense of, 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 of duty and commitment to, to bring perspectives and ideas and conversations uh, to the community that simply would not be occurring other, otherwise. Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, what we are doing at CK, I mean, I, I think the show, it basically started back in uh, like at nine, 2012. I mean, I was a, a programmer here yeah. previously, but I, yeah. I had actually uh, made, made made contact with the head of the uh, of global research, right. uh, Michelle Chosodovsky. And yeah. uh, he liked the fact that I was, you know, presenting show, shows and ideas that were not as available elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I... I've basically said, well, okay, well, we'll we we formulated a show uh, agreement, and so uh, we right. have all of these ideas that are out there on globalization, on war, especially, yeah, uh, on uh, you know, you know, all, all sorts of other s- subjects, and this is how we we basically open up space for conversation. It's yeah. not just uh, okay, this is the way things are, and this is the way things are. This is what he said. We're saying, hey, let's. Let's 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 talk a little bit more. Let's expand outward, and and yeah. sometimes you have uh, topics that are not. Uh, uh, say, well, I mean, like you you may listen to my show and say, well, I I'm not so sure. And, and people have told me that they don't necessarily uh, uh, necessarily agree with the point. But right. you you brought an interesting point up there, and I was I was appreciated that you are making these points available through your show. Absolutely. And again, it's, it's only on CQW where you're going to hear hear those perspectives and hear that kind of programming, hear conversations and, and, uh, and dialogue that is, gonna, is, is going to question, challenge, examine uh, perspectives around the news that you won't hear anywhere else mm-hmm. because there isn't time or space or uh, uh, appetite or mm-hmm. ability or interest to do so, right? Yeah. Whereas at CKUW, um, we have an abundance of all of those things. That's what we're all about. And I really love that CKW is is this is this mix of the music programming you won't hear anywhere else and the spoken word perspectives um, focused in of and from and by our own community that you won't hear anywhere else yeah. uh, and we can only do it with your continued support at 204-774-6877 yes and uh, yeah maybe also make sure that uh yeah, if you if you you're you're, you're a little shy about calling on air, you can actually if you register. Uh, your your you could do us on email. Uh, no, uh, yeah, email us, or you do, put a credit card through. You go to fundrive.cqw.ca and you find the, the links you want. Either either get a tax receipt or you get a. Um, 
uh, one of our great incentives. Yeah, there's the, the shirts we have every year, which are extremely uh, uh, popular and collectible, and, and we've hit it out of the park again. All of that is uh, for you to peruse at, at fundrive.ckuw.ca or give us a call. We have people sitting outside, 204-774-6877. There's nothing that sounds... There's a bit of a deafening silence, uh, Mike, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have tinnitus, and, and, and uh, all, I yeah. can, all I can hear is right now is... Uh, <laughs> It's just a silence. It's actually almost a cure for tinnitus when the phone doesn't ring yeah. for, for this long. At 204-774-6877, I want to hear that phone ring, and I want yeah. my tinnitus want to my, return. <laughs> I want people to phone me, too, uh, because we're basically all part of the same family, right? And, uh, they, I mean, even though you know, my... Uh, my show is, uh, you know, addressing certain issues that, you know, as you say, you, you're not really hearing anywhere else. No. There's a variety of other spoken word shows that uh, yeah. provide all sorts. So it's a, a real diversity within the station. Absolutely. Right? And again, that's the thing, you know, I was sort of touching on earlier as well. That That is, you know, we talk about the formats and the things, things that change within the radio landscape. You know, CQW hasn't changed uh, well, CQW has changed only insofar as the programs continue to be those programs. Some of them have been here 25 years. Some of them have been here two months uh, that the community has has wanted to make yeah. and that the listeners have have wanted to hear. That's how this works. Um, no one is here to make money, <laughs> uh, although we do need financial support to keep a nonprofit station going at 204-774-6877. When we say things like listener-driven, it's not a slogan. It's actually what we are, and it's so special. And it, it's we we are we are a rarer and rarer example as you have the ownership and concentration of media that just keeps getting smaller and smaller, which is essentially getting yeah. bigger and bigger in terms of just the big fish. And soon it will just be one one yeah. fish practically there whereas with us it truly is a diversity of voices and perspectives we are the the programming of CKW is determined by that collection of human beings that come to the station and say I want to make or hear <laughs> this radio this music program or I want to talk about these issues because yeah. I believe that they need to be heard in our community you mm -hmm. know and Mike you tackle as you're saying I mean you're you're on your program you're 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 discussing some 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 difficult issues you're dealing a lot with conflicts and 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 mm -hmm. and, and, and wars and, and and you're 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 bringing perspectives there that you won't hear anywhere else yeah yeah and uh, so yeah if you want to uh, you know we want to uh, get you engaged in in our conversations we want to get you moving and you know it's a very important that uh, you phone 204-774-6877 or go online fundrive.ckuw.ca or you could even e-transfer e right fundrive fundrive at ckuw.ca so I don't know yes. if you have a maybe while while people are uh, yeah. can mull things over a bit maybe do you have another song you can play well or? you know I'm, I'm going to go back to this this is a beauty of CKUW 
UW. Not only have I played this famous Sandhog song, this is a local artist mm-hmm. that made a song about CKW, and I'd maintain it's not the first time this has happened. Excellent. So this person has quite a, um, you know, uh, an obsession uh, with the station that we really appreciate, and only the best way possible, really coming from a place of love. And uh, we appreciate it so much. They, they, they made this song. They sent it to us. Uh, and it's a story of, uh, of CKUW and the importance of supporting FunDrive. Oh, it's great. called Jenny and CKUW. It's the famous Sandhogs. And we'll be back. 204-774-6877. Uh, the, the famous Sandhogs on, uh, with Jenny and CKUW. So that was a nice, really good tribute. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're going on to our uh, fun drive, and we've got uh, a lot of interesting material coming up uh, later on. I got to say, though, that, uh, you know, I, I, should al- I always open by talking about our, uh, the various, uh, the fact that we are on Treaty 1 on the uh, Official territory, the original territory of the Anishinaabe, in Ninu, uh, the Oji Cree, the Dene, and the G- Dakota, uh, on the birthplace of the Red River Metis, and of course we also have to acknowledge that these uh, 
this this is uh, I don't want it to sound as just like a you know a, a little you know blurb or something. I mean, we really have to take in, into account the fact that we have we have to pay for the. Uh, the fact that uh, th- there was so much that was done. Basically, when, when I talk about reparations, I'm not just talking about, you know, somebody, uh, you know, a guy in a suit in a bank, you know, handing him money over to say, okay, Sonny, there's my record reparation. I mean, it's more, much more than that. I mean, we have to make amends for wrongs done in the past uh, and, and for which non-Indigenous people were the, uh, uh, the principal beneficiaries. So this involves other things like the, the, the land swap. This involves... Uh, ba- basic things that are done to uh, allow people to, um, uh, well, you you can go and uh, and become a, a volunteer on on basically helping to allow the uh, the indigenous allow allow the indigenous people uh, a cause um, in their interests. So. Uh, th- this is what I'm recommending, and uh, I think that this is a very important one. So, and I also think that our basically not, I know this station has been very uh, active in in keeping us on top of these uh, sorts of issues. I, I remember there was a time when the uh, the Grassy Narrows was uh, you know major concerned about the mur- mercury, about the uh, the uh, the cutting down of, of trees on the territory. Uh, and all without permission. Now, recently in the news, and this really, you know, swamped me was that uh, the, uh, the 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 Wab Canoe government is decided to approve the silica sand mining operation, uh, which is allow Canadian premium sands to uh, mine the uh, the silica sand in the area, and yet. You know, uh, the uh, group of the uh, people in the indigenous territory were saying, uh, opposing it because of uh, the impact it would have. They're worried about their water. They're worried about uh, all the other negative impacts of this. And, uh, of course, you know, this is just, I don't know, it's a, a major issue. So, I mean, maybe we, 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 if we had more money coming from you, we would be able to, uh, you know, expand our source and uh, not just you know allow these things to, to keep happening without uh, sufficient commentary from our end. So do please uh, phone 204-774-6877 uh, with your pledge. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that people will start to offer uh, a good... Uh, you know, offer something that uh, we can. Uh, you know, a seventy-five dollar pledge would be great. A hundred dollars would be great. And you know, you don't just have to do it uh, in, in one shot. I mean, if it seems like a lot, well, you can you can do other things. So we we could uh, talk about um, we could talk about putting you on a payment plan. You know, so you instead of you know uh, say fifty dollars, you could just have a, a five dollars a month or something like that. So if you call two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven or or go to the internet fundrive.ckuw.ca, you'll have a chance to uh, to really support your local radio station, something that's been a major part of your life uh, for for so much time now, and uh, that's that's very important to us. To, to have your uh, support, it's uh, it's not something that we're necessarily going to, uh, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, anyway, I've got uh, got other things happening here. 
Uh, I, I think I'll just play a, a little bit of music right now just to, to soothe, soothe, soothe things over, and uh, then we'll get right back into some of the other, because I'm, I'm going to be talking about uh, the Iran, the Israel-Gaza uh, situation uh, pretty soon, so I'll, I'll play a little bit of music and we'll get right back into it. You're listening to Global Research News Hour, the Fun Drive edition on cqw.ca. Give us a call and uh, we'll talk. You're listening to CKUW 95.9 FM. Stay tuned. There's more great community radio coming your way. So, yes, uh, we've got, uh, definitely have uh, uh, programs here. Israel-Gaza has been a, a major source of concern for, for, for the Global Research News Hour for the last, uh, well, almost from the beginning. And uh, we, I actually had uh, in Winnipeg and actually, you know, across the country, around the world on Saturdays, it's a, a major time to go out and, and speak for uh, people who uh, are being affected by Israel's uh, ravaging of uh, the Gaza situation. I mean, it have been thousands of uh, people have been killed already. And... Uh, 
So I, I'm, I, I wanted to get uh, some voices from people in the streets. So here in Winnipeg, uh, over the last couple of weekends, I, I collected some material. Let's, let's listen to their thoughts right now. Free, free Palestine. Free, free Palestine. From the river to the sea. From the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Palestine will be free. My name is Ramsey Zeed. I'm the president of the Canadian Palestinian Association of Manitoba. Uh, this is something that's that we haven't seen since uh, the Nakba. Um, this is uh, a complete uh, an, a, a genocide that's happened on purpose. Uh, they're trying to kill and, and wipe out as many Palestinians and force them to leave the area. Um, uh, the international community has rallied together against what is happening, but. Um, Unfortunately, our leaders across the world are, are saying a lot of good things, but there's no actions to back them up. Israel has claimed that there's 12 people that were supporting Hamas, uh, 12 people out of 30,000, right? Now, um, Israel has been, has been fabricating a lot of lies throughout this whole, throughout the last few months. Um, from those 12 people, it's come down to 10 people. Now it's actually down to four people out of 30,000. Two of those people have been killed. Uh, one of the, one one person is um, can't be accountable for. So you're basically it's collective punishment when you're um, when you're basing the actions of four people out of thirty thousand. You're 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 punishing two point three million people from their basic needs of food, water, and, and medicine. Do you see any evidence that the, the actions that you and your groups and the groups across the country and around the world are having an impact on the decisions of our president, um, prime minister? I'd like to say yes. Um, like I said, he is changing uh, what he's saying. Um, he's saying a lot of good things, but, but there's no actions to back them up. So uh, we'd like to see a lot more. We, we need to keep pressuring our, our federal government. We need to keep pushing, uh, pushing them to sanction Israel. Uh, to follow My name is Ahsan Shukur. Uh, I'm from Lebanon and I've, uh, I've lived my entire life in Kuwait. Um, so I'm a vice president of Diversity for Palestine. Our goal in that organization is to bring people from different backgrounds, religions, sexual orientations. We look past everything to focus on one thing and one thing only, love, unity, which is Palestine. Palestine brings everyone together. Uh, now, the reason that I'm wearing this canvas, on this canvas we have names of martyrs that have died in Palestine. We have chants, we have quotes. Uh, this was made last week, and I made a promise that I'm going to be wearing it to every rally that I go to, and I'm still up to my promise. We're hoping for uh, more and more people to become enlightened about what's happening to Palestine, more encouraged to come out and speak. Uh, the Palestinian cause is not a cause of religion or ethnicity. It is a humanitarian cause. And anyone who believes in humanity should stand up for the Palestinian people. It's as simple as that. It's either you're with humanity or with genocide. The choice is yours. Are there any aspects of this that, uh, that it, it, it's, it's more personal than it is political? I mean, do you know anyone who's died or has suffered from some sort of or injuries or, or suffered? Some... We fought the Israelis in 2006. We fought them. I had to take ref I was traveling from Kuwait to Lebanon in the car, but then the war started. So I lived in Syria when I was like, what, one years old? 
for a couple of months until the war was over. We know people, they fought and they died for the Palestinian cause right now and back in 2006. Lebanon has a big history of fighting with Israel. And, uh, what, what do you think people should be doing right now to get the Prime Minister, get other interests uh, that, that seem to be supporting the other side on board with you and, and keep, stopping it? Keep pressing, keep, keep yourself strong, stay united because in unity no one can stop us no matter what they try to do, and unity is our strength. It's as simple as that. Send postcards, send emails, and just try your best. It's as simple as that. It's not rocket science. Just keep coming to the rallies. Your voice will be heard eventually, but you need to be consistent with it. It's as simple as that. Could you give me your name? Mesa Alatrash. Okay. Now, uh, you you came to this country originally from Palestine, correct? Yeah, I came when I was a year old. Okay. What part was it? West Bank or? West Bank, Bethlehem. Okay. So, since October 7th, have you uh, seen uh, or gotten reports of a lot of your own people being uh, killed or uh, wounded? Not in Bethlehem specifically, but from my mom's side. They're from Jerusalem. Uh, there were a couple of my cousins who got shot. Um, for no apparent reason. So they got shot and killed. They were killed, and their body still hasn't been returned to their families. So what? Uh, how, how, tell me how this is impacting you and the people around you in Winnipeg. Well, when there's a, just a regular death in the family, regardless of how they died, it's it's very very heartbreaking. So when you know that your family member has died for no apparent reason, just because of just for being Palestinian and you know being away from the country and and not being able to grieve with the rest of your family family members is just heartbreaking and they don't deserve any of this. How do you feel about the way the government is uh, you know, essentially still standing? They're saying things on both sides, but they still are favoring the Israelis, including you know, withdrawing money from uh, UNRWA. Yeah, even if they're not directly saying that they're funding or that they're with Israel, the government is with Israel 100%, because if they were not with Israel, then they would be calling for a ceasefire right now. And although they might have made some small like pity posts or, or met with Palestinians just for the sake of, you know, just for the sake of views or just for the sake of votes, that doesn't do anything, um, because we all know that they're with Israel regardless of what they do, unless they call for a ceasefire. So once they do call for a ceasefire, that's when we know that they are standing with us. Almost 30,000 people dead, murdered, mosques being bombed, hospitals being bombed, children being bombed, children being murdered, 12,000 of those, 30,000 are children. How dare we not try? How dare we not try everything that we can do? How can we live with ourselves if we didn't? Uh, my name is Fadi Inab. Uh, I'm a PhD student at the University of Manitoba. Uh, and I've been in Winnipeg for the last 20 years. Uh, and yeah, my father is Palestinian. Um, uh, I'm an Arab. Uh, and the question about how does it impact me in terms of my grief and um, it, it, it's coming here just after 9-11. This is the same process that it stigmatizes Arabs and Muslims uh, across the globe. Um, it's very disheartening to see the lack of support and empathy and action from political governments, from academic institutions, uh, uh, with the ongoing genocide that's happening. Um, and so 
Yeah, given that the international court have called it a genocide, uh, this is aiding and abetting genocide, and it's very hard on the community to come here every week, do the same thing, uh, because it's frustrating to yell into the wind, really. But Candace Bodnaruk, and yeah, I've been involved in Palestinian solidarity for about 15 years now. Now, we're all aware of these uh, weekly rallies every Saturday at 1 o'clock. You get a fairly, not large, but a respectable turnout anyway. Can you fill us in on any other activities happening right now in, in the direction of you know, a ceasefire or stopping the uh, Israeli violence against the Palestinians? Yeah, well, I know um, with the work that I'm involved with, um, I'm also attending Labour for Palestine meetings. So one of the groups I'm involved with is going to start doing some BDS work, so boycott, divestment and sanction work around Israeli products in our stores, uh, making consumers aware. One of the other things that I've been very active in is demonstrations once a month or so at different MPs offices and we're calling for an end to Canadian weapon sales to Israel. There's a, 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 a petition online, an NDP petition sponsored by Heather McPherson to end weapon sales to Israel so we've been promoting that and uh, we have a plan to go out to hopefully an MP's office in a, within the next week or so to go out to Kevin Lamaru's office and have demonstrations. We also met with him recently to talk about this. So that's another th part of the whole thing is to meet with to meet with your MPs, write to them. We've also written letters to groups of us. We've signed the petitions. We've we've met with some of them. The pro-Zionist forces, the pro-Israel forces, they 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 want to they want to fragment us. They want us to go away. And no, we, we won't go away. And I think that that's really important. Like this is a a very pivotal moment. And no, we are not going away. We got to tell them that we want funding to go back to UNRWA, and when do we want it? We want it soon, 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 one. We, we are the people, two. We, we won't be silent, three. We are returning soon, 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 one. We are the people, two. We won't be silent, three. We are returning soon, 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 soon. So that was uh, a little bit of the, uh, the some of the voices in the streets in uh, basically on uh, the last two weekends uh, outside of City Hall at uh, 1 o'clock every Saturday, and I think another one is coming up this coming Saturday. I, I just want to remind you that this is our, our fun drive edition, and uh, I have uh, here, uh, for people who haven't called, <coughs> excuse me, people who haven't called yet, there's a, a number of incentives available. At the, the $35 level, you can get the Friends card, which has discounts at a lot of places in the, uh, in the area. Uh, and then the $75 level, you get the, the Fun Drive T-shirt, uh, along with the card. So that's uh, yeah, it's a, a yellow T-shirt. It has a sort of design of people, sort of these abstract people listening to tunes and rocking away. And we've got uh, at the $95.9 level, you have the CKUW toque, uh, along with the card. <clears throat> And uh, you, you you go to higher levels, you'll get the the T-shirt at the and the toque at the $125 level. You get the hoodie and cards at uh, the $170 level. Uh, and it's the $500 level. You get the CKUW monogamous radio. So it'll only play CKUW. It's really nifty. Um, and also, I should point out that uh, if you 
apply at the $75 level, you'll get uh, a chance to win a copy of uh, Nate Michel Chosodovsky's book, The Globalization of War, America's Long War Against Humanity. And uh, this is, uh, you know, it goes back, uh, you know, maybe about eight or nine years now, but uh, it's a very... Um, privilege it's in in good condition you've got an excellent choice of winning it at the $75 level uh and uh at least if the phone calls so far are uh, valid so yeah call us at 204-774-6877 or or try us online fundrive.ckuw.ca well, let's see. Looking at uh, going back to the, uh, the, the Israel-Gaza situation, I think close to 29,000 Palestinians, including 130 journalists, have been killed and over 68,000 wounded uh, as Israel it's entered its fifth month of uh, the assault against the Israeli people, uh, the Palestinian people. Um, and Israeli claims it's attacking, uh, you know, their Hamas in, in retaliation for uh, their October seventh attack and, and kill it, kidnapping Israelis uh, as well. Um, but the International Court of Justice uh, had ordered Israel to uh, take action to prevent acts of genocide in the Gaza Strip, uh, but but they stopped short of actually calling for uh, an immediate ceasefire. And uh, Trudeau, all, along with other Western leaders, paused all funding for the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine refugees in the Near East, or UNRWA, uh, based on as yet unproven allegations of, of Israel by Israel that 12 staff members uh, played a role in the October 7th attack. Well, joining me right now in, in the studio of CKW is none other than... Uh, Harold Schuster. Uh, he's a longtime organizer with the Winnipeg chapter of the Independent Jewish Voices, uh, and a, which is a grassroots group that advocates for a just peace negotiated between the Israeli and Palestinian people and opposes any attempt by the Israeli government to impose a, uh, a, a solution, uh, its own solutions on the Palestinians. Harold, thanks. It's great to have you in the, in the station. Thank you very much, Michael. I oh. appreciate. Uh, oh, are we on there? Yeah, you are okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's always uh, always a pleasure to be here, and uh, it's always fun to uh, to come back to my alma mater. Uh-huh. I was uh, I was thinking on my way here. I think it's almost thirty years since I graduated, which um, really was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I I think I may as well start with the. Uh, I actually, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is in Winnipeg at, right now as we speak. And uh, he was here yesterday as well. And I'm just going to play a, a minute or so of, uh, of what he said yesterday and, and, and ask for a, a comment from yourself, okay? So uh, okay. I'll just play that right now. In everything that we have said, in our position as a government and as a country, it's recognizing the ongoing humanitarian catastrophe and crisis that is affecting the people in Gaza. It's condemning the terrorist acts by Hamas, including the continued keeping of hostages who must be released. And it's conversations about how we get to a two-state solution with a peaceful, stable Israel living alongside a peaceful, stable Palestinian state. Now, right now, more than ever, it seems a long way away. But we need to continue to dedicate ourselves to uh, that long-term, viable, 
peace in the region. That's why this morning I spoke with President al-Sisi of Egypt. I've spoken with, uh, with uh, Minister Benny Gantz uh, in the Israeli government. Uh, yesterday I sat down with uh, King Abdullah of Jordan. Uh, and we are continuing as a country to engage in the full complexities of the situation with a steadfast focus on bringing forward peace, stability, and standing up um, for uh, the rights of people to live in peace and stability, both on the other side of the world, but also here in Canada, where communities are um, really feeling the impact of what's going on over there, right here in their neighborhoods. Okay, so yeah, a lot of talk there about, um, you know, basically standing up for both sides and about uh, the uh, calling the Hamas terrorists and uh, also a willingness to sit down with uh, the LCC and Benny Gantz to uh, you know, orchestrate something. I mean, what is your general impressions of what... Does, is, do you think that this is a response, in, at least in part, to all the activism happening right now? To be honest, no. I think it is simply a continuation of what Canadian and most Western governments' responses have been to the 75 years of occupation. Um, it's interesting that in talking, or in, in Trudeau's remarks, he says that he's willing to sit down with the leader of Egypt. He's willing to sit down with leaders of Israel, with Jordan. He's not willing to sit down or listen to Palestinians. I think if you are going to want to broker peace, and, and I think that peace is only a small part of what needs to happen in that region, there needs to be justice. Peace is simply a lack of conflict. P having peace doesn't bring justice. I think most Israelis would say that before October 7th, they were living in relative peace and relative stability. But that was a far cry from what Palestinians need. Palestinians need, deserve, and have been calling on the global community to join them in their fight for justice. So when our prime minister says that he's willing to sit down with all these people, well, he needs to sit down with the Palestinians, the Palestinians who are the ones that are being occupied. The Palestinians are the ones that are, are undergoing a genocide in Gaza. The Palestinians are the ones that are being attacked daily by settlers illegally living in land that was meant to be a Palestinian state and killing them. Um, we, we seem to be focused on what's going on in Gaza, and clearly what's going on in Gaza is horrific. What happened on October 7th needs a response, um, but you can't ignore everything that happened before October 7th, again, going back 75 years, and you can't ignore what, what is going on since October 7th. And Israel's right to defend itself, and, and all states have a right to defend themselves, but so do an occupied people have a right to, to defend themselves. And I'm not um, condoning what, what Palestinians did, but I'm also not in a position to say what might have, what a, a people who have lived under an illegal occupation for 75 years might feel is their only way, their only means of bringing attention to their plight. Mm -hmm. And I think what Canada, what our Prime Minister has said, is the same hollow, empty words that they've been saying forever, that they're willing to sit down with all kinds of people to talk about the, the situation in, in Israel, but they're not sitting down with Palestinians. I don't think they're listening to Palestinians. 
I think it's somewhat disgraceful what our what our government has been doing and has been doing for for most of its its time and most of its involvement in this. Um, and I, and I think it it needs to change. And, and hopefully it's. And I think what what's happened since October seventh um, is that more and more people. In, in Winnipeg and around and across the country are starting to see the reality of what's been happening to Palestinians and are recognizing the the inhumanity and the joining the call for supporting Palestinians' rights and their call for justice. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think in the midst of all this, this organizing, and I think these are the biggest... Um, uh, demonstrations that I can remember in this country, you know, mm. and it's, it's it's worldwide. But the counterpoint to that is a lot of Zionist organizations. I mean, you have the, the you have the demonstrations with the Israelis holding up the flags and so on. But uh, it's more than that. I mean, there there seems to be. Uh, like doxing and smearing going on there seems to be a, a call to get uh, you know any any say student union group like uh, people involved with Harvard in particular uh, or certainly the Israeli uh, government like or Israeli the country um, whenever they're putting in their their name in a certain position or advocating for something loudly they 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 are not just you know i respectfully disagree they are attacked i mean they're doxxed smeared so on i think they, they had the, the whole business about the you know, trucks that are holding having the names back mm-hmm. I, i'm wondering if if this is also is this a new phenomenon or is it ramped up or and is it working um, I don't think it's new. I think it has certainly increased um, over, I would say, I think the, the, the conversations, the understanding of the, the occupation started to change around the time of the launching of the boycott, divestment and sanctions movement. And I think that was a, a, a very strategic move by Palestinian civil society to move from a armed confrontation, trying to, to win their freedom through arms, which was never going to happen. Israel, as we know, or many of your listeners would know, is like the fourth or fifth you know, most powerful army in the world. Palestinians have no army. They've got you know, lim- <laughs> limited international support. So uh, an armed conflict was not going to win. But when they shifted to the BDS movement, right, which was calling for boycotts of Israeli products, uh, divestment from Israeli companies or international companies that are profiting from the illegal occupation, and calling on governments to sanction Israel for their violations of international and human- humanitarian rights, that shifted the, the focus for many people. And people could see it now as a, an issue of rights, that if you are a someone who believes in human rights, and I think most Canadians and most people in Western societies anyhow understand and appreciate that all people should be treated equally. That's what the Palestinians were calling for, and that shifted the the focus. And I think that that started to undermine the, the dominance of the narrative that Israel and its supporters globally had over the conversation. I think up until that time, Israel uh, in Canada, things like the Center for Israeli Jewish Affairs, the B'nai B'rith, the Jewish Federations in every city, had complete and total control over the language and how the conversation, the narrative on Israel-Palestine was told. With the BDS movement, Palestinian voices were starting to be heard, and all of a sudden people were going like, oh my God, I had no idea what was going on. Mm. Well, 
I, I'm, I'm wondering about a certain media phenomenon because in addition to all the you know, this unprecedented you know attack on, uh, on on the people of Gaza it goes you know beyond anything we've seen since at least for more than half a century um, we we've got coverage of anti-semitism and uh, or how there are at, at anti-semitic attacks and and uh, it, it, it seems I mean I don't know is is that I mean because I, I as an independent person of independent mm-hmm. Jewish voices I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that anti-semitism is, is real and something we got to be concerned about on the other mm-hmm. hand you know we, we don't want to uh, you know silence the the voices of people standing in solidarity and so I'm, I'm wondering did they get the balance right or is it uh, being elevated because it is it does seem to be blunting a lot of the coverage of, of Palestine so what do you think um, I think that what is what we're seeing from these um, institu- Jewish institutional organizations, these legacy institutions that have claimed for th- their entire existence that they are the voice and represent all Jews everywhere, they have lost the, uh, the, the moral high ground in, mm-hmm. in, this, uh, in the campaign. And I think as more and more people are starting to to come to understand what's going on, they have shifted the focus in terms of the language. Right? So <clears throat> even with the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, for instance, when, when it was first launched, nobody really cared about it. Um, you know, I often refer to this idea that, you know, when you're in a battle against someone, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. So with BDS at first, it was just ignored. Nobody mm-hmm. thought it was going to do anything. And then it was starting to have a bit of an impact, and they started laughing about it, and people were saying, well, no, the Palestinians are suffering more because at least they had jobs, and now they're not going to have jobs. Now we're definitely in a fight. And so BDS went from something that was completely ignored to something that is now deemed anti-Semitic. And that's part of the change in the language, the change in the narrative that has, I think, driven anti-Semitism. If you look at the B'nai B'rith, which in Canada publishes a report of anti-Semitic incidences every year, they have three categories broadly that they define uh, uh, anti-Semitic. There's violence which is, you know, person-to-person violence, um, vandalism, you know, the, the, I think what, what would have been traditionally, you know, the spray painting of swastikas, the, you know, attacks against Jewish institutions, the, you know, knocking over of uh, tombstones. Um, and now they've introduced something called harassment. And harassment is quite undefined in their reports. They don't really talk about what it is, but harassment makes up roughly 85 to 90 percent of all the incidents that are reported annually in the B'nai B'rith's report, and 75 percent of those incidents are online. And we know from experience that online communities are just rife with all sorts of vile, racist, hatred, misogynist, homophobic, uh, infra, you know, com- comment. So to but without making that distinction, then people are going to be too Jews are going to be too afraid to leave their homes, even exactly right. And and I think that's also been part of a campaign um, that's maintained the support of Israel because mm-hmm. these institutions want Jews to be afraid. They want general society to believe that Jews are the most persecuted people, and that has provided cover for Israel. Because the other change in, in the language is that 
the the use of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition of anti-Semitism, which has now become the gold standard that um, the, these legacy institutions want to use, they refer to, to Israel in seven of the 11 examples of what could be deemed anti-Semitism. Most people generally understand anti-Semitism as a form of bigotry or hatred or uh, misunderstanding stereotypes about Jews as individuals. Mm -hmm. The IHRA definition flips that to make Israel a well, a per, the personification of a Jew. Yeah. So attacking Israel is anti-Semitic. And that, I think, is really what's driving a lot of the rise in anti-Semitism. Yeah. The real, the white nationalist, racist anti-Semitism, which continues to exist. We know that. It happens. You see it all, you know. I, but, I should add that, uh, I mean, I was at one of the, uh, the rallies at the Canadian Museum for Human Rights on the mm -hmm. uh, International Holocaust Memorial Day, and they spent a, min a minute uh, in silence for the Jews mm -hmm. who died in the Holocaust. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, is, is this anti-Semitic? I mean, I don't think so, but mm -hmm. uh, um, I, we were just about out of time. I, I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about, because you're, you're making monthly appearances now on CKUW, uh, on the other show, on Wooden Spoons, actually, Fridays at uh, at 8, eight o'clock. So right. do, you, yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about sure. what you're presenting? Sure. Um, so I've, I've known Mary Jane Eason for, for a long time. Um, we ran into each other at a book launch that IJB did uh, just after October 7th, and she invited me to come on to her show to talk a little bit about what the situation was to explain it to get sort of my perspective, uh, an independent Jewish voice perspective on, on what was happening. And through that initial conversation, I suggested that because there is a lot that can be, a lot that's misunderstood, uh, a lot with the changing language, that um, I come on uh, the first Friday of every month and we're doing something that I've termed the ABZs of the occupation. So the first one was on, the A was apartheid. So apartheid has now become part of the, the language in describing the system of, of controls that Israel has imposed on the Palestinian people. Apartheid has been used in, I think, close to a dozen uh, international human rights um, reports on what's on the situation. So we did apartheid. The B is going to be for BDS, or Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions. And that's going to happen the first Friday of March. The Z is Zionism, <clears throat> and that is looking at Zionism or anti-Zionism as opposed to anti-Semitism and trying to help people understand what the difference is and the, and the clear differences. And then in May, I'm going to come and talk about the Nakba. And the Nakba is a, an annual commemoration on May 15th. And the Nakba is the Arabic word for catastrophe. And that is the flip side of the Declaration of Independence that Israel <clears throat> did on um, May 15th in 1948. And okay. so every year, uh, Palestinians have commemorated the Nakba or the catastrophe. And so I'll be talking about that in May. Okay. Harold Schuster, thanks. It's been a thrill having you on the show. And uh, I, don't, I, I don't imagine you tend to get this kind of time in the mainstream media. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Michael, for having me. I appreciate that. So yeah, that's uh, uh, to look at uh, Israel-Palestine. Um, so I want you to, to go to your phones and, and call 204-774-6877 if you like the kind of conversation you just heard, or uh, you know maybe you, you li li like other 
individuals out there you just want to listen to uh, some of the great s- spoken word programming generally give us a call 204-774-6877 or you can go online go fundrive.ckuw.ca that's f-u-n-d R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W dot C-A and place a pledge uh, at uh, whatever level uh, is best for you. I'm going to play a little bit of a song. This is sort of a a Palestine solidarity song, if you will. Um, It's uh, by Muad and Zayan. Muad X Zayan, it says, from the river. So we'll, we'll have a listen to that right now.
So that's uh, Muad Xzayan, uh, father-daughter duo doing From the River, From the River to the Sea. Uh, yeah, it's a very common <laughs> expression these days. But, you know, we've I, I know for uh, the longest time, I mean, we've had these sorts of demonstrations. And, you know, people are saying that, you know, they're very much, you know, opposed to the way Israel is being treated or something like that. I mean, you know, 29,000 people have died in response to the, you know, 1,400 who died. I mean, you know, both tragedies, but... In this case, you know, you, you, you've got to come to the conclusion that this Israel is uh, committing genocide. I mean, that's only the charge brought forward by the, uh, the South African government. Anyway, it is, uh, you know, got five minutes left in the show. I'd like to hear more calls or some calls coming in. So call us 204-774-6877. Please make that pledge. It's uh, really urgent because we're still shy of $25,000. We're about the midpoint of the campaign. And, you know, you know, we, 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 we want to make it to 60000 So we, we need to get a lot of money uh pretty soon if we're going to uh, to pay for all the things we get. We have so much. I mean, there's a radio camp, which is a, an excellent tool for our for, for youth, to, for 10 to 13-year-olds to learn about making radio. They actually do make a radio program right here. I mean, if you listen to the show in uh, you know, a couple of weeks in, uh, in August or July, uh, this is the, this time space has to be, you know, is used by these people who are uh, the um, radio campers, and uh, it's, they they have an excellent job there. So yeah, if you if you want to support you know those sorts of uh, community engagement initiatives, phone two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven. There's so much else. I mean, it's such a a memorial there's a trove of such precious memories just just doing that here in the station i i know from my own uh, experience i i'd started out basically as an activist and then i had uh kent davies invited me on uh, one of his shows to be during having to do with one of the campaigns that i was on and unlike other media which gave me you know maybe 10 12 seconds uh, he gave me like a good forty minutes on uh, Black Mask was the show, and uh, that's uh, that was really extraordinary. And he actually encouraged me to to take out a membership and join as well. So you know, it's not just that we what we do for you. We're inviting you to join us. Um, and who knows? Maybe Harold, who was uh, in here later uh, earlier, uh, maybe he could be persuaded to. Uh, uh, make a full-time show. Wouldn't that be great? So call 204-774-6877 or go online, fundrive.ckw.ca. You know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll take you through this. You just get on the t- c- computer and go fundrive. No, 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 no. 1D, okay. F-U-N-1-D-R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W dot C-A. And when you get online, you'll see all of these choices. You've got you can go for these uh, incentives. Uh, you know the the, the hundred and seventy dollar level gives you the CKUW hoodie, a very uh, delicious uh, little uh, garment, plus the cards. Um, and, and actually, also the the fun drive. I mean, at seventy five dollars or more, you can have a chance 
to get the um, the globalization of war, America's long war against humanity. I have two copies, so if you decide you want to have pr- submit $75 or more, uh, you have an excellent chance of, of getting this book for free. That's that's all you need to do. Follow suit. So this is our way of thanking you. Um, last time I checked, I think we were at uh, $23,000 something dollars. And we thank each and every one of you for your contribution. It's, it's really valuable. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the staff who do excellent work. It means a lot to uh, our all of the people who help keep this station together and keep it running full throttle. But I'm afraid I have to go now, so I'll leave you then. Uh, but uh, please make the call to 204-774-6877 and, and plunge, pledge your money to the Global Research News Hour. I'll leave you with a little bit of propaganda here. And uh, you do please take care. Bye-bye. Circa 1992, Hitchens faxed his copy through as regards Columbus Day. If you'll permit me the conceit of a posthumous critique, I'll paraphrase. (laughs) 